first fear of Christmas with Becky and Marie. <laughs> um, my pod coast gave to Christmas. me. Yeah, what do we say? Our pod coast gave to us. Yeah. Are pod you a pod coast? To me, a murderous story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. That's, that's our first Sorry. one. Oh. Yes. All right, and bring the Christmas joy. Or is that not what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, there's no joy here. Okay. So I'm fearing people dressed as Santa who commit horrific murder. I wonder if the Santa suit actually has some demonic properties that when you put it on, it leads to you committing crimes. I mean, shouldn't we all fear setting our children on a stranger's lap and stuff? It's, we teach them to avoid that. And all of a sudden it's here, kids, you know, no wonder they scream and cry all the time. Um, all those guys so this, at the Santa festival are like, oh, I know, I themselves know. And, we could be fearing that one. Yeah. Christmas Eve in Covina, a suburb of LA, there was a man dressed as Santa who knocked on the front door of a home that was hosting a Christmas party for 25 people. And when the door was open, this person was standing there carrying gift wrap packages in one hand and a semi-automatic handgun in the other. Dressed as Santa, also inside of that suit, it concealed three additional handguns. So the person who answered the door was an eight-year-old and he shot her in the face. What? Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. Um, immediately people started to flee. And then he chased people down and he began firing randomly at first. And then he managed to, by the time he left that house, kill nine people. And the little girl, the eight-year-old lived though, uh, miraculously. She what lived. is it with people getting shot in the face living? And living, isn't that incredible? And a little eight-year-old too. Yeah. Ugh. You know what? That's the worst, getting shot in the face. I mean, even if you do live, what a horrible. Yeah. Imagine what she's had to endure in the 12 years since. Yeah. There was a woman in Waco whose um, boyfriend shot her in the face and she lived and she's completely disfigured. And I've just, I've read a lot of stories about, about people that have been injured in the face. It's just. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. It's like one of the worst things you can do to somebody. Yeah. The, the names of the victims were not just injured, but died. Sylvia Pardo. And then a family of Ortegas, her parents, Sylvia's parents, Joseph and Alicia, and then her siblings and sibling spouses named James, Charles, Teresa, Cherie, Alicia, and Michael. Michael, by the way, 17 years old, murdered. So this piece of garbage, Bruce Pardo, after he murdered all these people and shot a bunch of people, unwrapped the package he was carrying and he revealed a homemade flamethrower. He lit the house on fire and burned it to the ground. Now, the fact that he did that changed the outcome of this case because here's what happened. The dipshit's wearing a Santa suit when he lights a flamethrower. Oh, and those things are super flammable. Yep. And it melted the Santa suit onto his skin. So he was burning. <laughs> yeah. He deserved that for sure. Hey, yeah. His original plan was to get on a plane and fly away. He did not plan what happened next, which was that he drove to his brother's house and killed himself because they found out that he had reserved tickets to fly out of the state. The conflicting reports, one says 
he was flying somewhere in the, Indiana and another was said he's going to fly to Canada. I don't know what the truth is, but there's conflicting reports in the LA Times and on uh, Ranker and Fox News. So this guy had married his wife that he shot, that he was, that was his intended target and her family. Her name is Sylvia. They had, <laughs> they had been married a year. This was not like a long marriage, you know, where you build up whatever and then you and you explode one day. He had been married to her for a year. Well, the divorce had been final a week before Christmas Eve. What she had found out was that he had a son that she didn't know about, five-year-old son, who was in a wheelchair, who was disabled. The details are not in these articles. I don't know what the disability was, but then kept using the child as a tax write-off. And she found this out after she married him. And she was having none of it. And she's like, I can't be married to someone like you. There's the door. Well, he took this really well, as you can imagine. And he evicted her from the home immediately and piled her belongings on the street. So that's this, I mean, he's super rational. All right, so they reached a full settlement of divorce a week before the slaughter. And she got the dog and he got angry. That's what this article says. And this is on Fox News and they believed that he intended to flee to Canada after Christmas Eve, but his Santa suit melted onto his body and left him with third degree burns on both arms. Authorities found 17,000 in cash on him and a plane ticket for a flight. They say Canada here, like I said, another one said something else. So he had used a homemade device to spray racing fuel around the home and the vapor on from that was ignited by a pilot light or a candle. And that's what uh, took him out. So they went to his home and found a bomb making factory and a rental car that was full of explosives and ammo. And so the police who were pretty on top of things thought he probably booby trapped this car and it turns out he did. So they fired an incendiary device into it and the whole thing then just exploded and burned. So if they tried to inspect this car you know who knows how many more people he'd taken out well and he was trying to be clever with the santa costume i'm sure and that was oh i'm sure because who's not going to open it's christmas eve it's 11 30 on christmas eve because they were going to celebrate midnight mass i guess and just and he takes wow. them all out mm. so that is not the only case of a man getting revenge on his ex and her family dressed in a santa suit on christmas eve or Christmas morning. There was one on Christmas morning in a town outside Dallas. And so I think inherently Santa suits are, I think that clown suits are creepy. I think things like that are just creepy anyway. But you have that, you have that element of, of not knowing who someone is because you've got the beard and the hat and the thing, you know? So this, this is one of the worst crimes. I, I don't know if you, you lived in LA at the time. Do you remember this? I don't know. Yeah, this, I read a lot of articles uh, from, the, from the LA Times. They did a lot of investigative reporting, which by the way, please support your local newspapers this Christmas, please, we need them. And they found out the, what the exact background was and why this guy Bruce had, had turned so violent. Now, there's no reason for him to turn violent, right? I mean, he, we said that in our last episode or one of our episodes recently, like, there's so many other options if you're angry or if you're upset at the world or if you have a secret you have to right. hide. Why do we fucking turn to murder? And why, 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 why do you take out the family and the nephew and the sister of, of somebody that you, that you hate? I mean, none of that makes any sense to me, you know? 
So that's my, that's my non-funny welcome to the 12 fears of Christmas, Christmas terror tale is this guy, uh, this guy Pardo, who is, um, who is one of the worst. He's one of the worst. A lot of these stories, for whatever reason, I haven't heard about them, but I, I sometimes I just think I get really engrossed in whatever I'm doing and I block out the news and whatnot. But one that stood out to me was a couple of years ago during the holiday season, I guess some woman had gone shopping at Bed Bath & Beyond and she bought a meat thermometer and a turkey baster and some stuff. And then she and her boyfriend went to the movies and a fight ensued in the movies over her using her cell phone. And she got upset and went outside and got the meat thermometer and stabbed the, the person in the neck that told her to be quiet during the movie. No. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. What? Wow. It's really a strange thing to do, but people get crazy. <laughs> right? It's very strange. I mean, it's stabbing someone in a conflict over texting or looking at your phone or answering your phone in the movies isn't necessarily unusual these days, but, but like, uh, thinking in your head, I just bought a meat thermometer. I'm going to go outside, <laughs> bring that sucker back in so I can stab. I'm going to show them. <laughs> oh yeah. You showed them, didn't you? Yeah. I, I, I wonder died, what they're... Right? You don't survive being stabbed in the neck, right? Uh, I think the person survived. I don't, I'm not sure, but I can tell you if somebody was talking on their phone in the movies, my internal temperature would have been very high <laughs> on that meat thermometer. <laughs> Aside there's from the- more, There's more than one fight I've- Yeah. Not physical fight, but one, more than one verbal altercation I've gotten into over that cell phone stuff. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's ridiculous. Oh, and I just, I mean, all these things stack up and yeah. The best yeah. part of this story that I just- that I just can't stop thinking about is the guy catching on fire because of the flammable suit. And that's something to look out for guys. A lot of things you buy at Christmas are flammable. So I bought my mother-in-law a restoration hardware robe with her initials embroidered on it. This is that's a thing right. in, in Texas, by the way. I don't know if you like it, Becky, but people in Texas do like monogrammed <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we, we put her initials on the robe and everything and she loved it and she was getting a little close to the fire thank god she didn't burst into flames but like a month later we got a notice from restoration hardware saying that they found that that robe was flammable <gasps> oh no and of you course know, i have a list of things that can kill you at christmas that we're going to talk about in another fearful okay. thing okay <laughs> How many fires take people out at Christmas is incredible. Yes. Yeah. I want to end by saying that if the Christmas gift I bought my mother-in-law caught her on fire, I would never hear the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be fodder for every family gathering. Remember the time oh, you caught on fire? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like you'd always bring that serial killing with your husband if he was a serial yeah. killer. Every argument, you're going to the set your mom on fire thing. Exactly. Every argument. Every single. No getting around it. So that was our first fear of Christmas. And what what was it? What did we call it? First fear of Christmas. My podcast gave to me. What was it? <laughs> a murderous 
Becky and I, uh, one of our other talents is singing, you'll find. <laughs> you can you can totally tell, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the deep scratchiness of our voices that gives it away. Yeah. All right. Well, I will be talking to you in a day from now about another fear. Fear number two coming up tomorrow, guys. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.